Welcome to the December 9th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 9, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, as we enter the weekend, I pray that you would give them favor with both God and man. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 9, beginning in verse 1. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live, and go in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer, lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself, and if you scoff, you will bear it alone. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knows nothing. For she sits at the door of her house, on a seat by the highest places of the city, to call to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of hell. Chapter 9 is one of the shortest proverbs. It only has 18 verses, and I'm going to just briefly talk about this. This proverb is broken into two parts. The way of wisdom are the first 12 verses. So basically, we're talking about the fear of the Lord, in how we should have reverence for God. They talk about the importance of having wisdom. And if you have wisdom in your daily life, you tend to make good decisions on a regular basis, and your life ordinarily will go better for you. The last six verses, we're talking about the way of folly. And what I think about the way of folly is how people live if all they do is go by their five senses, which is the majority of people in this world. And if you do that, 
If you try to live your life as though God does not exist, you tend to make foolish decisions. You're trying to make decisions in your own power and in your own might. And then when things go wrong, you ask yourself, I wonder what happened. Well, that is what happened. But I'm going to briefly mention verse 11. For it says, For by me your days will be multiplied. And this is actually wisdom speaking to us. So it says, If you walk in wisdom, your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. I know one of the most important things people talk about is how long they're going to live. And I hear people say this a lot of times, well, you know, I'm getting older and stuff like that. But everybody wants to live a long life as long as people are healthy. And one of the things that wisdom does is if you live your life making correct decisions basically all the time, your life will usually be fruitful and you usually will tend to live a little bit longer. I'm going to go out today, and Friday I tend to do things a little bit differently. I'm actually going to entitle this message, Activating Your Faith. And I am a teacher, and I am going to give you an example of how you can begin reading the Bible if you are not used to reading and I'm going to focus on the topic of faith today. And what I'm going to do is go to the book of Romans. This is the Apostle Paul who is writing to us, and I'm going to go over the first three verses. Many of you are familiar with these verses, but you are not familiar with where they are in the Bible. So if you have the opportunity, you may want to write this down. This is Romans chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. So we begin in verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, many people stop after verse 2, but let's listen to verse 3 as well. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And I'm going to talk about these last four words because here we are talking about a measure of faith. And actually, this is really supposed to be the measure of faith. And I think this is the one that really, really, people don't really understand. God has given each person, once they receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, everyone is given the measure of faith. It is a free gift. 
Just like the gift of salvation is given to us, the gift of faith is given to us. And I know I have heard this over and over again over the years that people pray to God for more faith. And that really should not happen. You don't need to ask God for more faith. What you need to do is ask God to activate the faith that already has been given to you. One of the things that we can do to increase our faith is to get into the Word of God. Another verse that many of you know is Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And chapter 10, verse 17 of Romans says this, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, guys, I'm going to give you a little bit of instruction. I know a lot of people take verses out of context in the Bible, and this would be an example of that. If you open up your Bible because someone has told you Romans 10:17, and the first words of that verse are, so then, that is a clue that in order for this to happen, you need to go back to previous verses and see what they say. So now we are going to go back to the 10th chapter of Romans, and we are going to begin at verse 14. So verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, when, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Then we go to verse 17. So now it says, so then faith comes by hearing. And friends, all this is telling us is if you look at that one verse by itself, you're not going to increase your faith. The only way that your faith can be increased, or as I said, everybody has been given that same measure of faith, you need to activate your faith by reading the scriptures. So here we have to read the word of God in order for our faith to be activated. Another verse that many of you are familiar with is Hebrews 11.6. Now, I'm going to go back to this entire chapter of Hebrews, chapter 11. It is known as the great faith chapter. And I'm going to give anyone who is interested in truly, really activating their faith, I'm going to give you a homework assignment before we finish today, so stay tuned for that for those of you who really would like to walk with a deeper faith. 
Okay, it says, but. So we're beginning the verse, chapter 11, verse 6 of Hebrews, with the word but. And once again, that is instructing us or giving us a clue. What does it mean, but? Well, we need to go to verses 4 and 5 and see what they say. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, it says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. And verse 5 says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found, because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. Now we can go into verse 6, but... Without faith, it is impossible to please him, meaning God, for he who comes to God must believe two things, that he is, meaning that God exists, and that he, meaning God, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if you want your faith to be activated, if you want to walk in a greater level of faith than you have ever known, you need to either hear Scripture or read it on your own. Now let's go back to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. And verse 38 begins with the word now. And that is another clue. Wow. I need to go back and read it in context. So let's go back to the 10th chapter of Hebrews and begin with verse 32. But recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle both of reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated, for you had compassion on me in my chains, and joyfully accepting the plundering of our goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Now, if you read that, you know that all of the promises of God are yes and amen. That means any time that the Bible tells us that we have a promise, if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can take that promise to the bank. It is going to happen. So let's go to verse 37 of chapter 10. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. 
Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. For we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe in the saving of the soul. Now a lot of people want to walk in faith, but they are not willing to do what the Bible instructs us to do in order to be able to do that. So it says that we are to walk by faith. In other words, there is a spiritual realm out there. We are not just to live our life by our five senses. There is something much more tangible and real than what we can see with our five senses. But after that, we go directly in to chapter 11, verse 1, and most of you know this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And friends, here we are talking about the spiritual realm. We are talking about things that we can not see, and yet, since the Bible tells us we can have these promises, we are to believe what the Word of God says. I hope this has helped you. I'm going to go, before I give the blessing, I'm going to go ahead and tell you a couple things. First of all, if you want to walk in increased faith, I'm going to give you an assignment And I'm going to ask that you actually read the 11th chapter of Hebrews every day for the next 30 days. This chapter is about the great heroes of faith in the Bible. We're going to talk about everyone that had the faith in God even before Jesus actually came. It is a wonderful chapter. And... That is my assignment. Read that 11th chapter of Hebrews every single day, and I would be willing to, well, I don't like to bet, but I will assure you that your faith will increase, or in your mind, it will increase if you do that. Another chapter I'd like for you to go to, if you would write this down, is found in 2 Kings chapter 4. This is the chapter in the Bible where God is stretching the faith of a woman in this chapter. And in verse 3, it says this, Then he said, Go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels do not gather just a few. That is stretching your faith. Well, how many do I get? I'd like for anyone who truly wants to walk in greater faith to read that chapter as well. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. If there is anyone listening and you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to invite you to take that simple step today. If you would, repeat this simple prayer after me today. Jesus, thank you for coming to earth. 
Thank you that you were willing to die on a cross so that all of my sins would be forgiven, those that I've already committed and those that I have not yet committed. By doing that, you have put me in right standing with God. I believe you died on that cross, that you rose from the dead, and the resurrection of you, you now live with God at the right hand of the Father in heaven. I ask that you come into my heart. I need your help, Jesus. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this point forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, I pray that you have a blessed weekend. I pray blessing over you, over your children, over all of your loved ones. I ask that you rejoin me on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.